You are listening to UWA Alumni's Pursue Inclusion podcast series. Thanks for downloading this episode. UWA is committed to an inclusive society where every life is respected as unique and valuable. Visit our website at pursueinclusion.uwa.edu.au to see how you can join with others in the UWA community to create positive change. Welcome to this episode. I'm your host, Dr. James Kelly, the host of Executives After Hour Podcast and the forthcoming book, The Crucible's Gift, Five Lessons from Authentic Leaders Who Thrive in Adversity. And today on this episode, I have the pleasure to speak with Claire Stokes. Claire works at the Center of Social Impact at the UWA Business School. And Claire heads up the, the community engagement arm of the center. So thanks for stopping by this, uh, this awesome initiative that UWA is putting on. Thanks for having me. Uh, no, my pleasure. So can you just quickly tell the audience a little bit about what you do at the center and what the center is about? Absolutely. Uh, it's a good question. We do lots of, lots of things. So the Center for Social Impact, we're actually part of a national network of centers around Australia. So we, I guess, when you're talking about social impact, you know, it's in uh, impact, um, the, the difference you make on people based on what sort of activities you're doing. So we do a lot in measuring the impact and the outcomes of, of various activities and we we do research we teach and um, as you mentioned before a lot of community engagement so in our postgraduate teaching we look at things like social uh, design social innovation different business models for social impact measuring it funding it and leading it. So those are the sorts of things we we look at. And my role, I get to teach um, in the undergraduate unit, which is uh, called called Changing the World, which is just amazing. Do you feel like (laughs) you're doing that one student at a time? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I love your optimism already, Claire. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they would give a different answer, but I, no, I, I think so. It's, it was technically called "Changing the World: Colon Social Innovation, Finance, and Enterprise." Just another really long title, like all the other titles we have. So I get to do that, and I'm also a co-director of the Social Impact Festival, which we run each July. And so, just from a macro level, what are some of the actual challenges that you have trying to engage the community in this concept of social impact? Oh, lots of challenges. I think one of the biggest ones that we constantly face is uh, the sort of jargon that comes with all of this and getting people on board with what it actually means in the real world because we do talk in a lot of sort of buzzwords and concepts and theories that, you know, people hear the words and just go, I don't know what that means. So it's hard to engage. So it's trying to... um, I guess, explain how, how it all relates in real life. Um, also, it's very, very broad. You know, we're working across all sectors and industries. Um, it's really about looking at the how-to uh, of, of social impact. So it's how to do things, how to approach or address an issue, how to think about frameworks and models and how to collaborate, all these kinds of things. So it can be a little bit um, intangible sometimes, I guess, and hard for people to grasp. But so, again, it's just bringing it back to what what really matters and what people can relate to. So I think this is a great segue to kind of get into the crux of this of this short interview is this idea of inclusion. And so what I'd like to quickly do is just to kind of reframe some of the discussion around 
two definitions. And the first definition I want to really talk about is diversity. And diversity is the state of being diverse. But as you know, when you're doing social impact, you know, there's a lot of diverse ways and diverse communities that are, that are impacted socially, right, um, for lack of a better term. But, but the challenge is, is how do we get to inclusion, which is the actor state of including or being included within a group or structure. And I would imagine that's kind of the next step for you in terms of trying to get communities to engage in this sense of inclusion. And so it kind of leads me to the first question for this interview is, you know, we live in this world of just negative discourse and headline mentality and Facebook posts and news, and it's always negative. And so, you know, in this world of just negative discord, do you believe that most people in the world actually really want inclusion or do you think they actually thrive on focusing on the differences? It's such a good question. It's, it's really hard to answer. I think, you know, as we, um, you know, have to practice what we preach, we, I, I wouldn't want to answer that without going and, you know, talking to everyone in the world. And, <laughs> you know, I don't want to assume what they all think or feel. Well, from but your perspective, guess, though, from your perspective. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can talk about myself. No, I, can, I guess I can speculate. And I think, uh, you know, I think that everyone has that feeling of wanting to belong somewhere I mean that's just human nature and that's a lot of what inclusion is about I guess uh, you know everyone probably feels like they belong in in some part or small part of the world and perhaps don't feel like they need to go beyond that small part of the world um, whatever it is that they they belong to so you know it's it's really tricky um to to sort of answer because yeah wouldn't it just be great if we all, all got yeah. along? <laughs> well it seems like um, it seems like what you're saying if i was to paraphrase is that within our micro groups that we create our our friends our reference groups of course we want to feel included but it's kind of that next step of going across or creating a bridge so i guess that kind of leads to the next question of why why do we need inclusion like what happens if we live in an inclusive society well, I, I think that, you know, if, if society is truly inclusive, naturally, surely it would be um, very peaceful um, <laughs> in, you know, a sense of few, you know, very, obviously everyone's allowed to um, disagree with each other. That's, that's great. But, um, but peaceful in the sense that, you know, there's no unnecessary pain or hurt um, that, that's going on. Uh, I also think we actually would be a much more productive society if, if you know, if we're truly inclusive because we all know and, you know, uh, I have done my MBA, anyone who does any kind of leadership training or anything in business, we all talk about, oh, we can't you know, go about anything alone. You have to go, you have to be collaborative and and that's the way forward and it's um, working in networks. Well, it's very hard to work collaboratively if there are those rifts between different, whether they're groups or organisations or um, mm -hmm. whatever you're talking about. So I actually think we'd be a much more productive society um and which you know i'm sure someone could write a business case for but uh i think you know overall though it would just it would surely make, we like, would 
Yeah, and make life just better. Exactly, yeah, and yeah. we'd be all health, healthier, much greater well-being, and mm. really, in the center for social impact, that's that's what we're all about. We're about trying to generate this this well-being society. You mm. know, society where every human, not just you know some, but every single human, um, has their dignity upheld and 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 is included. And so I guess that, that, you know, this kind of is this, this thing to me when I hear you talk. And actually, I was thinking about this as you were speaking. Have you had a chance to do, I mean, I feel like most Australians do, but a chance to travel and kind of see a little bit of the world? A, a little bit. I'd a love little to bit. do more. But yeah, yeah. I certainly have. <laughs> We'd yeah. all would like to do more. So, you know, I've been fortunate <laughs> enough to live in, I guess, four countries now at this point. And I did it all as an adult, not as a, as a kid. And I think what you start to learn is that we have way more in common than differences. You know, I'm currently in a Muslim country. Um, I've lived in, in New York, Chicago, Australia, Japan, San Jose. You know, I've lived all different types of environments. And what you really learn is, is that we're all actually very similar around our core philosophies and beliefs when you, on, on a general statement. But like, that's very much what I found as living across the world. And so for me, I start to see that and feel that inclusion is really important. So for you, I guess, and why is inclusion personally important for yourself? I think it, I mean, I think personally and on a you know, individual level, going about life in a way that's very inclusive uh, is only more enjoyable and feels a lot healthier for, for you as a human being. I think. So it's more know, for it's your mental well being, right? Well, I think so. Um, I, that's, you know, I guess coming from just, a, you know, my personal experiences. But I used to work in a social enterprise here in Perth called Befriend and their entire mission and everything they do in that organization is all about social inclusion. So, you know, my experiences there, um, I, I thought I was pretty inclusive, but, you know, I certainly learned a lot in that, in that year. And the more you, um, you know, put yourself in situations that may be a little bit uncomfortable, you go out mm -hmm. of your comfort zone, you, you know, have like you listen deeply to what other people say and, you know, go about every social situation with, you know, such great empathy. Mm -hmm. Everything's just just easier and, and much more enjoyable. You know, and I think um, a couple quick things on that is that what you're talking about is being okay with the uncomfortable. So lean into the uncomfortable and listen with mm. intent, right? So Exactly. And so I guess with what you do, how do you how do you actually foster inclusion in the work that you do? And do you have any examples? Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, there's, there's a lot I could talk about in the famous <laughs> friends, but, you know, every, every, like I said. You only have five minutes, do, so uh, uh, let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so kidding. I'm actually going to leave that one, and, and I, I no longer work there, even though I'm a massive fan. But in my current work, you know, there's, there's one thing that uh, my colleague Katie Stubbley and I spoke about a lot last year when we were presenting the Social Impact Festival in July. And we, at the opening night, we spoke about how, you know, if, if everyone went forth with curiosity, compassion and courage, this, you know, I love alliteration, so it works really well for me. Um, so, but... It, it's also easy to remember. So curiosity, compassion and courage, these three things, if everyone embodies that and goes forth in that way, we just have a much more caring, you know, society and and naturally more inclusive. I think particularly curiosity, if you, you know, if you approach 
situation, a social situation with curiosity, you naturally ask a lot of questions. And then you, you stop thinking about what's, what's different or what you might have feared in the first place. And it starts becoming this really interesting experience. So I think, you know, and, and so we asked the entire, you know, thousands of people that came to the festival to please go forth with curiosity, co- compassion and courage. And, I mean, we, we, we're just surrounded mm-hmm. by it really and very, very, very lucky That's to awesome. all the people I work with. Do you see it impacting, all it, sorry, do you see it impacting your, your outlook on life when you surround yourself with that positivity? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, a lot of, and you know, a lot of the people we work with um, external to this organisation, um, all our different partners and collaborators, some people are dealing with very, very difficult situations where they're helping the most vulnerable people and working with the most vulnerable people in society. And you know, you have to always come back to, to that kind of optimistic state or like re- reminding yourself why um, you're doing that. And so I guess, you know, we're trying to take people along for the ride just with the with that kind of attitude and those beliefs and approaches to everything. And, you know, like I said, if, if everyone was doing that, then sure. I think we'd, <laughs> we'd all be better off. Yes. So, so thank you for your time. This is the final question. You know, at the beginning of this, I kind of defined diverse, right? Diverse, you know, as I defined mm. it. I, I've already forgotten how I've defined it for you, so I'm going to quickly look at what I said. <laughs> um, I, I said that uh, the state of being diverse. So, yeah, all right, that was kind of stupid. Um, and, and, what, and, what we, and what we find in <laughs> what we find is that often many of us stop at just the state of being diverse. We can acknowledge there's different ethnic races, religions in our workplace. We can acknowledge that our community might be multicultural, but we stop right there and we don't actually think about the inclusion side of it. And so the question is, how do we create a society or community that is not only accepting the differences, but is working to constructively and constructively engage individuals in conversations that result in inclusion? I know it's a very long question. <laughs> That's okay. I think I got it. <laughs> so I, I think what happens when you use the word diversity quite often is people think of the obvious and superficial differences that people have So um, compared to each other. So, you know, your typical gender, age, race and that kind of thing, which is is challenging to work with um but i think you know people every single human being is you know is different everyone has differences with each other some are more um obvious than others or more superficial than others um just as you said before we all have a huge amount of similarities so i think if people you know uh, again approached um, a lot of them uh, relationships and in conversations with that kind of curiosity, even just starting with the people you, you, you think you know really well. But, you know, if you ask more questions and go a bit deeper, you'll find out some very interesting things about the people you think you're most similar to and realise the things that you're actually really different about, you know, between you and that other person. Just as you could approach someone you assume might be quite different to you and if you ask enough questions, you'll find out you've got an insane amount of things in common. So I think it's just going going about, you know, those conversations and relationships with curious and, and obviously empathy comes yeah. into that and, and good questions 
will uh, take you a long way. Well, Claire Stokes, I keep wanting to say strokes, I don't know why. Claire Stokes (laughs) from the Center of Social Impact at UWA Business School. Thank you for your time, energy, and willingness to sit down with me and the Pursue Inclusion UWA initiative. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed listening to UWA Alumni's Pursue Inclusion episode. Make the commitment to leave no one behind by taking part in our movement towards an inclusive society. Spread the word about Pursue Inclusion and the Day of Action on the 4th of November using the hashtag PursueInclusionUWA across all social media channels.